Welcome to Level with Emily Reese. This is music by Swedish composing duo Two Feathers for the new game Aragami. That stealth ninja game came out in early October, and you'll hear from composers Elvira Bjorkman and Niklas Hjertberg in a few minutes. First, though, it's time for another overachiever, and it's me. (laughs) I got a platinum trophy in Fallout 4 last week, and it was mostly an accident that turned into an on-purpose thing. You know, you, like, finish a game, and then you check and see how many trophies you got just by playing the game, and how many you need for a platinum, and you realize you only need a few that are kind of easy-ish to get. That's what happened for me. And also, this is a really good opportunity to play a bunch of the amazing music that Enon Zur wrote for the game as I blab on about how I got this platinum. With Fallout 4, you gain a lot of trophies simply by finishing story quests. So there's minimal effort involved because I'm like playing the game as I'm supposed to play it, and I get trophies just for doing that. It's like walking down the sidewalk and finding 10 bucks. You were already walking, and now you have 10 bucks. The trophies in Fallout are a little like that, although sadly they don't pay you $10. They just happen as you're playing the game. However, hands down, the most complicated trophy to get has to do with your settlements. Because in this game, you acquire all these areas around the map where you can build up settlements with people in them. You can build them housing and plant them food and give them defenses and fresh water to drink. You can give them clinics and stores and bars and all kinds of things. And there's loads of these around the Fallout world. There's 30 of them in the game, not counting any of the extra content for Fallout 4. So in the base game, there's 30 settlements you can acquire. And one of the trophies is to get one of your settlements to 100% happiness. It starts at 50%. I chose to get my settlement called Sanctuary up to 100 happiness. And believe it or not, this was accomplished most quickly by taking all their food away. I shit you not. Because here's the deal. I had my charisma stat up as high as it goes. So that gave me the ability to have 21 settlers in each location. And the settlers like to work, which I guess is one way you know it's not real. So you assign them to tasks like farming or defense or working in these shops like the clinic or a trader or a bar or something. But they hate farming. And maybe that's one way it does mirror reality. They prefer to work at stores.
So I took all my settlers out of the fields and gave them jobs at clinics. On top of all that, there's a bell you can ring to bring all your settlers around because some of the settlements are big and your people will just like roam around and do random shit and they can be really hard to find. But apparently, if you ring that bell once every 24 hours or so in the game, not 24 hours in real life, they all gather around and they like dig hanging out with you and it makes them happy. So between getting them out of farming and having my character literally just standing around so my people could quote unquote hang out with me, the happiness meter shot up into the 90s. And then it was time to just, and I'm serious here, set down the controller and walk away and just let time pass in the game. And so I'd like set down the controller, walk away and do other things like email on my computer or make myself dinner or clean my bedroom or do laundry, just occasionally breezing by to make sure that nothing bad had happened and I was still just standing around in the game hanging out with my settlers. And it went up to 100. So don't give me credit for discovering how to make that happen. I had to look up dozens of suggestions because it seems to be really hard to figure out exactly what makes your settlers happy. Uh, You can do things like, you know, if you build a trader, it says this increases settlement happiness, but not everything that helps them be happy says so. Like, apparently, if you build them a jukebox, uh, which plays classical music, by the way, that is supposed to help. So I put like eight of those suckers around Sanctuary and now every time I go in there, there's like eight different classical music pieces playing at the same time. It's kind of crazy, but they like it apparently. You can also hang art. It's questionable whether that helps or not, but I hung up a ton of paintings of cats and you know, who wouldn't that make happy, right? You also got to get your defense up super high. Mine was over 200, which might not mean anything to you, but it's a lot considering I initially thought I needed that number to more or less match how many settlers I had. So I went from having like 20 defense to like 200 something in my quest to make the people happy. So that was my uh, personal quest to get a platinum trophy in Fallout 4. Totally, mostly happened by accident, and then I gave it that extra mile at the end. If you've recently gotten all the achievements in a game, hit us up because we'd love to hear about your journey to perfection in games. You can get a hold of us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily or at patreon.com slash level. Elvira Björkman and Nicholas Hirtberg are composers and sound designers in Sweden. They call themselves Two Feathers, and they just wrapped up a beautiful score for a stealth ninja game called Aragami. They recorded many, many live instruments for the score, including the Vidari String Quartet, and we are big fans of that group around here at Level.
Elvira. Elvira Björkman. That's my whole name. <laughs> I roll in the game. I, I think we pretty much have the same one, but uh, composer and sound designer and okay. audio programmer. I'm Niklas Jartberg, also a very interesting name to pronounce, I assume. <laughs> and I'm also composer, sound designer and audio programmer for the game. So okay. we've been kind of uh, balancing the three topics together. Sure. And you two met in school, right? No, not really. We met oh, okay. uh, through a band. Oh, okay. Tell me how that yeah. happened. Yeah, so I was playing a band. We had just started this band called Overworld, and we were looking for a bass player. And uh, our singer knew Elvira. Okay. So he asked her if you could come and join playing bass. Yeah. And I said, nah, <laughs> <laughs> at first. It was really hard. Because I didn't play bass. No. <laughs> oh, but eventually we, we got you to try it out at least. And at that point, we both realized that we, we were studying game development, but in different schools. Elvira okay. was studying game design, and yeah. I was studying sound design. <laughs> so we kind of clicked over that. And then as we started talking more about it, we both realized, oh, we're both super nerdy about game music. The games we played when we were younger were like exactly the same. We played the old Final Fantasy games, the Chrono Trigger, all mm -hmm. the old JRPGs that, where the music was really good. And we started geeking out about that. Nice. And at one point we just said, hey, why not try and make something together? Like not game music, just, just some music together, which eventually mm -hmm. sounded like game music. <laughs> <laughs> And how many years have you been working together? Too many. No. Uh, 2012? Yeah, 2012. 2012. Wow, you've had a lot of projects in, in just four years then. Oh, yeah. Um, it, at first, we didn't work. Not all the projects that we are like having on our website mm -hmm. are collaboration. Okay. Uh, some of them are from early uh, days. As mm -hmm. uh, Nick has worked at EC and can work with... Uh, Battlefield Play for Free and Battlefield Heroes as a mm -hmm. sound designer. Yeah, and I had an internship at Rovio at that time uh, and worked with some okay. titles there. Okay. So uh, some of the early days was that, and we also did Hammerwatch together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's kind of how we started to form this idea of, of first it was just for fun mm -hmm. and then we got a gig, the Hammerwatch one, and then we started to really take it seriously. I got into Poka Boka, mm -hmm. and then I looped in Nicholas after a few months there. Mm -hmm. And we did it through two feathers and so on and so on. <laughs> sure, sure. So tell me about Aragami and how that got started. In terms of how we got to start with it, we had just finished Hammerwatch in what year? 20... 2013. Yeah, the end of 2013. And we were looking for more work, basically. So we were sitting on a uh, website, I think it was called... Uh, uh, TigSource. TigSource, oh, yes. Yep. Just browsing the forums for anything that looked cool. <laughs> yeah. And we browsed a lot of pages and then... I think I counted up to 200. Oh, but we, oh, wow. we said, nah. It was wow. a very productive thing. Until we reached a game called Path of Shadows, mm -hmm. which was Linsworks, the 
company's school project, like their final project for school, because they were studying as well. Okay. They had just started planning on on uh, actually making it to a full sized game because the Paper Shadows thing was a demo or mm-hmm. some kind of prototype mm-hmm. uh, that was just your school project. But uh, we didn't know it back then. But it's had got a bit viral, viral ish. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know when from when you start to count something no. as viral. Right. It, it had gotten traction. <laughs> yeah, it's like attraction. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, people was playing it and they noticed that they wanted to continue with exactly. doing this. Um, and that was kind of at the same time where we found it. So it was perfect. So they were just starting to create start the new game and we emailed them and asked them, Hey, your game looks cool. Can we take a part of it? You need music or sound? Yeah, yeah we did a cool pitch. Yeah, cool pitch. <laughs> nice. Uh, about ourselves, and we were like, "Yeah, we did have him watch music." <laughs> Which is funny because uh, David, who we were talking about that to then, he had he said he had, he had just played Hammerwatch. Yeah, we were super lucky. Funny. Like, so it's like, oh, we we know that what that game is. So wow, that, that probably uh, connected with him a, a bit. Yeah. Even yeah. more funnier is that he said, "Oh yeah, this Hammerwatch thing," and we we're like, "Wow!" And then we read. Uh, the late last part of the e- email, the same email, and he was like, "Actually, I'm going to Stockholm for vacation oh. this New Year's, oh, so wow. we can meet up." <laughs> yeah, so like conditions were perfect. It was a bit like, um, what do you call it, a bumpy road in a sense, because yeah. they were rebuilding the game from scratch. From mm. the, They had made their own engine at first, and then they migrated everything to Unity, so they created mm. a lot of stuff and so on, and were planning their Kickstarter for 2014. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we couldn't really bite into it immediately. Sure. No, 2014 was more of a, a concept work, like make traders and... Uh, mm-hmm. sound ideas and everything like that yeah mm-hmm. so i guess we worked on it 2014 but the real work started 2015 mm-hmm. in the beginning okay and and so you both work on music and sound you did all of all of the audio in this game correct yes yeah so yep. uh, you know what are some of the things that you enjoy about both sides of that you know music versus creating sound effects and things like that well, for me, it would be, um, it's a bit of a different mindset, I would say, <laughs> especially if you can do the implementation as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a bit of a puzzle work. You kind of use your brain in another way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like shifting from painting to doing Sudoku kind of <laughs> <laughs> feeling. And uh, I don't know, I enjoy that kind of, you know, uh, shift because it's always nice to take a pause mm-hmm. in something you're doing and get a little bit of distance from from that that like and then you get back to it and have a new perspective mm-hmm. uh, we usually both work like that that we take things in batches that okay this is the sound design week now it's the music week kind of or okay. or even two weeks in a row mm-hmm. or things like that because you get like this mindset of digging into this now until it's done and also, like, if you can completely direct the audio yourself with both music and sound, you can always do these cool combinations. Yeah. On, I, I like to do this with the uh, with the sound effects, and I can make this happen with the music at the same time. So hmm. it's you kind of get a cool mesh if you do both, and mm-hmm. you can do interesting stuff 
which is really nice. Yeah, and you can really balance how much sound versus yeah. how much music exactly. you want on uh, particular levels or mm -hmm. scenes. Or, because sometimes you kind of want to use silence as a weapon, and sometimes you just want to make explosions happen. <laughs> <laughs> with Videri String Quartet? Yes. Now, how did that connection happen? Because, of course, I, I think they're fabulous. They're friends of mine, and yeah. I, I just think the world of them and am constantly yeah. impressed by them. So how did that connection happen? How did you even find out about each other? We were at, at GDC last year. Oh. They were playing right outside before they started. Mm-hmm. They were playing some like game music, like Halo and everything. Yep. And we just listened to them and thought they sounded great yes and a couple of months go by and we start forming what's going to be the soundtrack for aragami and we kind of get the idea but maybe we should do a string quartet sometime like just because mm -hmm. that would kind of make sense with the music mm -hmm. and after that we were going to make a trailer for e3 last year and then we made a song that was specifically for a string quartet so we emailed them and asked, could you maybe add some strings for this song? Like, we have the MIDI, could you just record it for us? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of funny because that trailer, uh, we had about three days to make music for it. Jeez. Everything was a bit stressful. Yeah, it was between three, four days, something. And wow. we said like, okay, we got to ask them, but they will say no because <laughs> no one has time for this. Yeah. <laughs> but they did. They, they were did. like, okay, we got this weekend. We could kind of make it work if you, if wow. you give us the scores this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's like, Oh, we no. started Thursday <laughs> evening writing and they had to have it on Sunday. But the time differences actually worked to our advantage exactly. because we were before them. Sure. <laughs> no, yeah. By eight hours or six hours, something yeah, like I think that. six. So we always got like six hours extra. And they just knocked it out of the park. And they were great. They're yeah. so good. So fast and so easy to work with. So we just asked them, do you want to do the rest of the soundtrack as well when uh, it's ready? If I remember correctly, we had talked oh, to yeah, them right. actually yeah. before that, that we were a bit interested in that. Oh, yeah, you're right. And then this like trailer thing just came out of the blue and we started. And we recorded them this year. Or we didn't record them, they no. recorded themselves. But mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Which was the second awesome part. Yeah, they were recording in June, I think. <laughs> So that's kind of how we met them. And also, we went to GDC this year and talked more with them, like in person. Yeah, we met yeah. them in person as well. Yeah. Uh, so that's kind of how we met them. And cool. we're so happy with that because they, they did such a good job.
They're so, so good. It's just not even fair how good they are. They're just, <laughs> they really are. They're just so, so professional and so good and just such good musicians. And it adds so much to the score to have that live element. So did you bring any any other live instruments into play in the soundtrack? Yeah, lots. Lots? <laughs> tell tell we, me all about tried, it. We tried to record everything possible, if, if we could. Like, for example, all the uh, woodwinds. Yeah, all woodwinds are. So we met another person at GZ called Christy Negus. Yeah. Out of a random chance, actually. Yeah. We were talking uh, with Gareth Co- Coker. 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 Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gareth Coker, and um, he introduced us to her. Yeah. Wonderful. And because uh, we asked him, like, do you know any woodwind players? Because we kind of looking for one. Especially too. that had Oriental exactly. or like Asian and he was like, instruments. And he was like, yeah. She's right there. (laughs) (laughs) And then we had two percussionists over here that have recorded as well. And then we had a friend, together with you, did some vocals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me and Anastasia. Yeah, exactly. So as nice. pretty much <laughs> as much as we could, we tried to really get it real. But we tried to scope the soundtrack. Here, I think that's the deal. You have to scope the soundtrack to what you want to achieve. So we knew that we can't achieve any super bombastic thing. Mm-hmm. So scrapped that quite immediately and don't, I don't know if we wanted to do that either. We started to think about having it more private, you know, feeling more close to you. That was the early idea, at least. So that's why we thought like, yeah, maybe we should have only two. Every time there's like singing, it's not a full choir, but it's like two stems only. Mm-hmm. That kind of evolved a little bit. So yeah. we do have some tracks that have more choir feel, mm-hmm. but most tracks, <laughs> some of the tracks still have that early idea of only have two, two stems of, of vocals. And the string quartet the idea was the same there, that we were not going to dub them. Uh, with you know media as you sometimes do to get a very orchestral feel sure. just let them be spring quartet yeah mm-hmm. we like the idea of having a bit more intimate soundtrack I guess admired the atmosphere that you created because there is space in the music and I don't I don't mean silence I just mean you know you've established this kind of atmosphere for for the music that maintains through through the soundtrack and I I liked that very very much we always try to balance like okay it's a stealth game Mm -hmm. so you kind of have to make it sound stealthy and cool sometimes and <laughs> but sometimes you don't want that sometimes you just want the quiet tones to maybe something more in terms of what's happening with the story and the level yeah i mean that was our core idea from the very early start i think that was something we talked about already on the conceptual first month there during their migration to unity and so on and so on mm-hmm. that we really really wanted to 
focus on the narrative part because we knew that it would be some kind of narrative to this game. We didn't know what kind of narrative it should be. (laughs) But we knew there would be one. And we felt like either way, (laughs) if they will focus on that or not, (laughs) now they are having, they have a rich narrative. So people who like a story can look forward to that. But back then we didn't really know. But Mm -hmm. already then we wanted to use like, hey, let's just latch on to that. (laughs) (laughs) And try to kind of, you know, describe the narrative through the music, even if it's not spoken through words, kind of. Mm-hmm. So we can like discuss the characters that you will meet during the during the game, mm-hmm. uh, the connections they might have, and so on and so on, and just try to make up melodies and feelings that we think they feel or the player feel, or you know that kind mm-hmm. of approach mm-hmm. to it, instead of always thinking, ah, it should sound sneaky. approach actually just freed us a little bit from that feeling of having to make it feel that you're this cool super assassin uh, (laughs) all the time in the music and and making it sound super sneaky is of course we have that too we have some tension layers that Mm -hmm. we use dynamically in in the game yeah an enemy uh, might detect you almost or get suspicious Kinda, because uh-huh. you have made too much noise or getting too close or whatever. Sure. Uh, you, we have this other separate layer that has more of this thumping kind of sound that makes it more a okay. bit more suspense. When the melody stops and something, the bass kicks in, it's like, okay, you're kind of detected now, so you should probably hide. And if you can't see them and the music goes back again, you know, okay, it's safe to go back. Yeah. So we tried to work in that way instead of like, when things are really getting scary and you're actually might be detective then we switch the music to a more serious tone and when we then when that that's over we go back to regular song or unless mm-hmm. you get actually detected and then all hell breaks loose with music <laughs> <laughs> Well, it really is such a beautiful game, and I, I am so excited for it to come out and to, to play it, and I, I just really think you guys did a beautiful job with the soundtrack. It's absolutely beautiful, and I look forward to sharing some snippets with everyone listening. Thank you very much. We look forward to share it as well. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy the game. We will release the soundtrack uh, digitally Wonderful. as well. And probably physically as well. We still have some things to to look up on there, mm-hmm. but that's our goal. Good. Uh, but we know definitely on, on digital. Ways. Wonderful. So if you're interested in that, it it will be available. Great. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and thank you very much for having us yeah, again. Yeah, definitely. What a pleasure. <laughs> Seriously, such a pleasure. And I really did enjoy the music, and uh, I really look forward to hearing what you two are going to come up with next.
You can learn more about Elvira Bjorkman and Nicholas Hirtberg at twofeathersstudio.com. Thanks for listening to episode 42 of Level with Emily Reese. We're always grateful for financial support, and you can learn how to help us out at patreon.com slash level. I'm Emily Reese. Sam Keenan is our producer. Say hi, Sam. <laughs> hi. You can follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Level with Emily and learn more about Sam and me at june-media.com. Remember, June is J-O-O-N. <laughs>